1: I want to read to you this morning from Isaiah chapter 58. It says a little bit there about fasting. Let me read to you Isaiah 58 and verse three to verse six. It says this, "'We have fasted before,' they say. "'Why aren't you impressed? "'We've been very hard on ourselves "'and you don't even notice it. "'I'll tell you why,' I respond. "'It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep on oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like uh, reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think that this will please the Lord? No. No. This is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned, lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Now over these 21 days, we're gonna be focusing on prayer and fasting. And you know, fasting by itself isn't beneficial. It may have some benefits uh, to your health. But ultimately, fasting and praying together are what makes a difference. It's about a conversation, an ongoing conversation with God. It's about getting closer to Him. It's about Him, uh, you understanding Him and Him hearing your heart, hearing what it is that you've got to say. In this particular passage in Isaiah, it's, it's like a conversation going backwards and forwards between the people and God. And the people are complaining, they're saying, oh, but we did this and we did this. We fasted and we, we, we got dressed like this. And God's saying, hey, listen, that's, that doesn't impress me. Is not what you do th- in those terms that impresses me if you turn around and then hurt somebody. It's, those things are not seen if the, if the majority of your actions are wrong. And God's trying to address this with the people. And, and you know, we can say in the extremes, of course, we're not like them. But the reality is we are too. We're guilty of uh, guilty of doing some of the very same things. Oh, but we're Christians. We we pray. We're always kind. We're always nice. Is that really true? I wish it was true of us all, but I don't think that it is. And my challenge to you as we enter this time, as we uh, begin this time of prayer and fasting, is, is to allow God to do something in you. I'm going to talk to you today for a few moments about what I'm going to do. And I'm asking you to join with me. And the first thing I want you to think about is this. It's repentance. Repentance is the process of us, if you like, turning around. It's about us turning from. And you may say, well, I've repented before. I don't need to repent again. Well, you you know, repentance about us is about us realising that some of the things we do are still not right. That the way we think and the way we act and the way we treat other people, there are times where it doesn't align with the values that Jesus espouses. And many times we we do that, uh, we do things or we act in a certain way without even realising as we pray and fast, the Holy Spirit comes and He speaks to us. He says, those thoughts that you had, maybe thoughts of revenge. It's time to repent, to turn away from them. It may be, you know, the way you're conducting yourself in the workplace. Maybe some behavior there that needs to be adjusted. And maybe the way you think about somebody around you that needs to be adjusted. For me, it's a time of repentance. It's a time of me asking every single day, God, what is it that I need to repent for? You see, repenting is not just apologising, it's, it's making a determined effort not to continue to do that same thing over again. It's about turning in the other direction. So if I'm expressing myself in a way that is causing pain to somebody else, then what I need to do is not only become aware of it, but determine not to do that again, to turn away from it, to go the other direction. So, a time of... Prayer and fasting, for me, it starts with repentance. In Acts chapter 3 in verse 16 or verse 19, it says this. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. The times of refreshing may come from the Lord. I'll get to that a little bit later, but think of it this way. As you repent, God comes and brings a sense of refreshment to you. The second word for me that is important during this time of prayer and fasting is returning. And when we think of the word returning, I don't know about you, but I I think back to the book of Revelation and to the address to the church of Laodicea, where the church was asked or challenged to return to its first love. Clearly what had happened is that the initial burst of excitement, the burst of passion, the desire they had for God had been lost in the process and, and if so, in some ways they were rebuked for that and challenged to return to their first love. But it's not just returning to our first love that we ought to be challenged with. There are many other things that we're perhaps given up doing that we need to return to for some of you. It may be the way that you conduct yourself in your personal spiritual disciplines, reading and praying. You may need to return to some old time values that you were taught as a child when you were growing up. Maybe some, some of the way that you treat people's fallen away. Maybe you need to pick some of those things up. Maybe you need to return to a new level of passion in your relationship with God. You see, repentance and then returning, I, I, they, they almost go hand in hand. We're not returning to something that was good for us, we're returning to something that is good as a result of where it come from. In other words, the source of what we're turning to needs to be God Himself. So I wanna encourage you to think about it in this way, repent and return. I wanna take a few moments on the third word and the third word is a a simple word, but a, a very, very complex thing to do, relinquish. In other words, give up. It sounds the opposite to positive thinking, but what I'm suggesting to you today is it's time to give up. And you might be saying, what, what, what do you want me to do? You want me to give up what? I want you to give up the things that you ought to let go of. Things like bitterness. Relinquish Bitterness. If there's been something that's happened to you that has produced a a root of bitterness in you, then it's time to give it up. It's time to let it go. It's time to relinquish it. You'll find freedom, but you'll also be acting in response to what Jesus expects of us. Relinquish bitterness. In other words, we need to relinquish or let go of something that we've held on to. You can't relinquish something that you didn't have in the beginning. There'll come a day where, you know, Michaela's here and there's going to come a day where we're going to relinquish our our overall responsibility for her. She will express herself in a certain way and she'll run off and marry some strange and ugly looking man and somehow we'll relinquish our responsibility to a certain degree and that will fall to somebody else. But you can't, we can't relinquish the responsibility we had unless, first of all, we had it. But that's part of getting married. It's a separation, letting go. Can I say this? You know, we need to relinquish our right to revenge. When someone hurts you or harms you, when someone does the wrong thing to you, I don't know about you, but there's this part of me. It's sort of like bubbles up on the inside. It's like it, it starts little and it's sort of like a, it's, it, it's like a water in a saucepan and slowly it goes from simmer to boil. When someone does the wrong thing, you want to revenge. You want to respond. You want to, you want to make it clear that you're not happy with what they've said or what they've done and you want to get them back. And there are some times where what we need to do is stand up and address the issue. but There are other times where what we need to do is relinquish our desire for revenge because there's a point at which it's not appropriate or right. As a matter of fact, God watches over us. And as we let go of those things, He takes responsibility for them and handles them for us. So three simple words, repentance, returning and relinquishing. The final word is the most profound, but it only comes as a result of the first three. It takes us back to Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Where Acts chapter 3, and I read it to us earlier, it says, Repent then and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out. In other words, the time of repentance and returning. So that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Now, in the context that we read this, often we think of the person who first comes to Christ, where they perhaps repent for the first time, make a decision to follow Jesus Christ, and suddenly they're overwhelmed with a sense of refreshing from God. They know God is real because of what's happened on the inside of them. But you'd be wrong to think it's reserved only for the person who comes to Christ for the first time. The refreshing that's been spoken about here is something that is open to you and I, not only right now, but tomorrow as well, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and all we need to do is to consider how it is that we can respond. I don't know about you, but these last few months have have adjusted the way we think about life. Been home for a long time now. The last travel I did was in March, And that was so strange. It's it's hard to think that I've not traveled since that time. Been at home a lot, you know, uh, we're not working from the 1330 offices anymore. We're all working from home. Cafes closed, the conference centers closed. If you did come here on Sunday morning, the building would be empty, cold, devoid of any value. You see, what makes something value is the presence of people. And what makes your life valuable is the presence of God. You see, your sense of well-being is adjusted when God breathes on you afresh. The way you're feeling, whether it's tired and weary or disappointed... Perhaps you've lost hope. You know, God wants to breathe on you and bring a time of refreshing so that you feel better about life itself. Been times in the past, and I know it probably doesn't look like it now, but I, I used to run a lot more. I'd get up every morning and I'd, I'd well, run is probably an exaggeration, but I jog for about 10 kilometers. I get home, sometimes home by about 6 or 6.30 in the morning. And there was nothing better than getting in the shower. I was already hot and sweaty. But i get in the shower and there's nothing more refreshing than a hot shower when you're hot and sweaty. Felt so good. It still feels good today. You know, when I'm out maybe in a paddock and get dirty and smelly from smoke from a fire or whatever else, it feels good to stand under a shower and be refreshed. But it fades in comparison to refreshing that comes from God when He pours out His Holy Spirit on you. So we're we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting. What's the point? Well, the point for me is this. I want to be more like Jesus Christ. I want to know how to respond in every situation and circumstance like Jesus did. I want to do the right thing. Not because I want to do the right thing, but I want to do the right thing for the people that I'm responding to. I want to respond in the right way so that it benefits them does them good. And so for me, I'm in this practice of repenting. I'm in this practice of returning. I'm in this practice of relinquishing in the hope that refreshing will come and that my, uh, if you like, my demeanor will change so that people will see another glimpse of what Christ is like through my life. I know I'll benefit because whenever God pours out His Spirit on you, you benefit. It's multiple times better than a hot shower. But today, I don't want this just for me. I want it for you too. I want you to know the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit even now as you're listening, as you're watching. I want you now to experience a touch from God so that you're refreshed, Now, touch from God won't solve all the problems. I understand that. But it can make a difference when it comes to approaching the problem. God's still the source of all that we need. He's still all powerful. He's still able. There isn't anything that He cannot do. All we need to do is call on Him. I'm going to read Acts chapter 3. And verse 19 one more time. And then I'm going to pray. Acts chapter 3, 19 says this. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. The times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Father, my prayer today is for everyone who's watching this to experience right now, even in this moment, a move of your Holy Spirit that touches them and refreshes them, that enables them to get a glimpse of hope, where people are in particular down, feeling really, really low. Father, I pray now, right now, refresh them by your Holy Spirit. Let them see with new eyes. Father, our prayer, that we might all learn to become more like Jesus Christ that you might be exalted that the people around us might benefit from the love that we express on your behalf Father I thank you for what you're doing in our church thank you for the faithfulness of the, the many people that connect with us thank you for the way that they care for one another for the way that they look to you Father, I just ask that you would bless every single person today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, I know there's a whole bunch of things uh, that we're still doing and you can connect with us via the website. You can connect via the church app. But it may be today that you're watching this for the first time and you don't know Jesus Christ. You know, some of what I've said may have hit a nerve. It may be today that you want to, for the first time, understand who Jesus Christ really is. It's really simple to begin a relationship with Him. I did it many years ago as a 16-year-old. And as I prayed and I just said, hey, I, I said something so, so simple. It probably wasn't theologically right. But I said, God, if you're real, I want to know who you are. If you let me know who you are, then I'll attempt to follow you. I remember as I prayed, it seemed so insignificant. It was not with faith. It was sort of like, if you're there, let me know. And maybe today that you don't know Jesus Christ. All you gotta do is in your own simple words, is cry out to him and say, Hey God, if you're there, accept what Jesus did. I want to get to know you. If you want help in getting to know Jesus Christ, we're happy to help you. All you gotta do is connect with us through hello at resound.church. Send us an email and let us know. We'll be happy to help. If you want to know more about Jesus, you can go to our website. There's a section there that will give you more information. Apart from that, church, it's great to see you. We look forward to seeing you face to face soon. Have a great day.
0: Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.